We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything, read my lips. I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Dawn is off. She is our only hope filling in today. Thank you. It is uh, 8.06 <laughs> on the dot on this Wednesday, July 15th. Okay, we have, uh, unless this goes... Unless we have a real long conversation about this, which we may, because I'm all worked up this morning. Uh, we're going to have the best of birthday pranks plus the dirt alert coming up this hour. And we're going to talk one of Alexis's favorite subjects, CBS Sunday Morning plus Melissa Gilbert plus Little House on the Prairie all in one segment. I mean, what more can Alexis wow. want in a radio segment? So that is all coming up. But first, uh, let us begin the way we began about two hours ago. Um, and I was realizing before we have a guest standing by, before we get to that, I was realizing, Alexis, how sometimes, you know, when horrible things are happening, giant things in the world like we're experiencing now, uh, pandemic, uh, uh, the uprising following uh, Mr. Floyd, um, a kind of a reckoning. Uh, people are going, oh, well, you, you really can't complain about, you know, somebody spilling wine on your carpet. I realize, though, that I've wanted to actually more, and I'm like, well, is it is it not sensitive? Well, first of all, we have a show to do, so we have to. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need content. If we didn't complain about little things in life, well, we wouldn't have a show. But <laughs> I realized, Lex, you know why it's actually, to me, kind of uh, therapeutic? Because we have no control over so many of the giant things going on in our world. We have a we feel a total loss of control that stuff like like stuff like this. We can control. You know what I mean? There's such a loss that we we want to control something. So these little things in life that we're complaining about. I think it's almost necessary. It's almost like letting off steam because it's the little slivers of your life that you you just want to control something, Lex. You can't control the pandemic. Nope. You can't control that squirrel you told us about earlier that's spreading the bubonic plague. You can't control the murder nope. hornets. You can't control Amy oh. Daniels sending 17 emails right before she goes home. You can't control any of that. <laughs> no. But you can control something like this. So, like a lot of you, I enjoy the treat of going to a coffee shop every so often. And uh, when I'm here at the Star, when I'm here at the Fox here in Eden Prairie, I enjoy the Starbucks, the Bucks of the Star, and specifically one of their beverages, which I will say is an AbFab item and my favorite beverage ever, ever crafted. By the Starbucks team, and that is 
the salted cream cold foam cold brew. My problem, and this is where our guest comes in, is the following. Ever since they introduced this drink, and I'll find out the exact date from our guest, ever since they introduced this drink, I will say with confidence and no exaggeration, and Colin will back me up on this, it is the most inconsistent drink I've ever had at Starbucks. And what I mean by that is, I have been to Louisiana over the course of the last two years with this drink. I've been to L.A. I've been to Dallas, Texas. I've been to Walt Disney World 400 times. This drink is only made properly 60% of the time. And I don't get it. I I don't know what it is. So joining us on the phone is the better half of the unpaid researcher, Phil Jones, it is his wife, Tasha. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning. Better half. I like that. That's you good. By far better half. And I'm only saying that because he's listening. But it's true. It's true. Well, he tends to bring the snark. I tend to bring the love and the care, you know. So that's, I think that's, that is the better half, right? Yeah, that it is the better yes. half. Good okay. combo there. Tasha, you heard my rant. You heard my love of the salted cream, cold foam, cold brew. Yep. What is the problem with the consistency? Is it a difficult beverage to make? Okay, so number one, it's not necessarily a difficult beverage to make, but there's lots of components that go into it. And Starbucks, like when we launched the the salted caramel and the, the nitros and like all of those things, um, we didn't really have, I don't think there was, I mean, I can't speak for Starbucks, but there wasn't a thought process in at least the barista's mind that this was going to be like a brand new way that we're doing coffee. And then all of these other foams and all of these other kind of things were there. And so the recipe definitely has changed and become a little bit more standardized. Um, I will tell you that. Um, and because of all of the different things that are in it, just, there's just a lot of variables. There's a lot of maybe a little bit more room for error when it comes to how you make your sweet cream, how much, you know, do they make their nitro? Do you do nitro or do you just do like the regular the cold, cold brew? I just do the regular cold brew and, I'll, and that's okay. a perfect, uh, we'll stop What's you here. The process there? I was going to say for people that do not enjoy this drink yeah. and I'm actually getting emails right now. We just got one. Mary's agreeing with me here. My best friend agrees also with me that this is the best tasting drink that you it's guys so have. Can you, expl- delicious. can you explain what it is, Tasha? Yep. So basically you can do it with the nitro cold brew or the regular cold brew. And cold brew, I mean, to get to like brass tacks of it, is basically um, cold brew coffee steeped for 20 hours. So it gets all the goodness and the caffeine in it. So it's a lot richer in taste. And it also makes it a little bit smoother um, than like your typical iced coffee that you're going to do. So that's like the base of it is cold brew. And then um, if you're going to get like the salted caramel one like you like, it gets a little bit of caramel in the cup, and then it gets the cold brew, the ice, and then we top it with vanilla sweet cream, cold foam that we've actually added some sea salt to. And that cold foam, I am not kidding. I am not an overly religious person, (laughs) but I see see God when I drink that cold foam. It is so, because you know what it is, Tasha, and I think you'll agree, and Alexis will too, it's because it's not too sweet. It's yep. not too sweet. It's rich, but not super sweet, and it's got that little bit of sea saltiness to the top of it. So it, it but, definitely balances it well. Yeah. Is that the most inconsistent? Is that That's what, what yes, you're Alexis. seeing, Jace? Well, yeah. it's, it's the cream. It's the foam, yes. The foam. So do you, do you want a top prize? So I guess 
like if it's the foam that that you're struggling to find it consistent yes um i would recommend there's a couple different things so we just recently um changed like standardized our foam recipe before it was kind of loosey-goosey i would say when it comes to how you know each foam is and now we've standardized it so hopefully you'll see gosh that was probably like two months ago that they started standardizing the foam on it um but I would have them, one thing I found, this is my personal barista, you know, oh, whatever. Lex, get um, a pen, is, get a pen, okay. Lex, get a pen. Here we go. We're getting all the secrets here. Okay. Is have them, when you order it, don't be caring about it, but say, hey, can you blend it on a four for me? And so the four blends the, the foam that makes it that, like, thick creaminess um, a little bit thicker and more substantial than, like, a watery kind of... Um, <gasps> Does that make sense to you as you order it? On a four. Yeah. Tasha, I'm not joking. There is a tear forming in my oh, eye God. because that's Good. that is what the problem is. It's yeah. sometimes when they're in a hurry, it's like liquid. I'm like, no, I want it to be that thick. So yeah. we, we need so the to new, add, Yeah. Yeah. The new the new standard way to do it is if it's a topper, like something that a foam that goes on top of something, is we blend on a three. And if it's like a base of a drink, like the caramel clouds, they get a four. And so that's like the new way that we're doing it. If you just ask them to do it on a four, you're going to get a better consistency. Now, if you don't get a better consistency, then there's the variable. And that would be something along the lines of like how they're maybe not mixing their sweet cream. um, Because sweet cream is really just heavy cream, 2% milk and vanilla. And so if it's not mixed properly, it's going to give you that watery foam. (laughs) Tasha, again, if you just tuned in, people are probably rolling their eyes. But again, we have so few levers of control in our lives right now that I am not joking. Tasha, you are changing lives. Mary Cooper, a my talker who just (laughs) just sent me a Facebook message. She goes, I 100 percent back you in the cold foam, cold brew consistency. I only get it correct 50 percent of the time. And then, Tasha, when you said how to order it to get it right, Mary wrote in all caps, keys to the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Oh, gosh. I love it. I love good. it. Okay. I'm glad that's helpful. Um, okay, that is one la- very helpful. One last uh, more broad yeah. question, Tasha. And, and yeah. for you and baristas, and I know you can't speak for Starbucks as a whole, but from your colleagues, we'll make it fair. What is the drink that you hear from your colleagues? What is the drink that is the most time-consuming? Oh, my gosh. Is it the Frappuccinos? It is the Frappuccinos, and I, like... mm, Okay, so, like, I'm just trying to be kind. So, like, um, the things that I think that make it harder is Starbucks has really gotten... um, We have a great big base of, like what I would consider the teeny boppers of America and the, um, <laughs> like, not, like, I, like me, like, I love a good French press with nothing in it. Like, give me, give me the good Same. stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's more my heartbeat, but we've really, like, broadened our spectrums. And so, like, there are new lines of Frappuccinos where it's, like, whipped cream on the bottom, whipped cream on the top, drizzle on the bottom, drizzle on the top. Like, those extra little things, I would say, are probably just the more time-consuming things to make. They're not hard. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, now I need to do this. And TikTok has also made our life miserable. So I was going to say TikTok, and I was going to say, I bet it's the Instagrammable drinks, Tasha, right? Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Or the the secret menu because people come in and be like, "Can I get the secret menu strawberry cheesecake something?" And you're like, "I don't, I don't have that. I don't even know what that is. I'm 40, so I'm 40, and I don't know about your secret menu. Yeah, and we don't mind we don't mind making them at all. It's just you just need to know the recipe when you come in, and if we have it, great. You know, we totally can do it for you. And, well. Um, Tasha, yeah. you have changed lives yeah. today. You have wow. you have changed lives. Thank you so much. Hey, Give no our... problem. Um, hey, do you have one more second, or do you need to go? I, we do need to go. Actually, do it's you, okay. But... At another time, tell Philip. Philip would like me to tell you about the bathroom story and face masks. So, you <gasps> oh, know, done. Oh, absolutely. Another time, let me know. <laughs> okay, what does done. that mean? Uh, I mean, right, we'll find out, Lex. Well, let's do Ooh, it tomorrow. Thanks, okay. Tasha. It is 8-17, Lex. I'm not kidding. I have a tear forming in my oh. eye, in my eye socket. I'm very happy. Blend on a fork. Okay, Kenny. You know what right. to do. I know how to order this now. Blend on a four. Okay. Oh, I feel yeah. good. this is revelatory. You are not allowed in my coffee shop, Jason. You're not allowed in the crabby <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> You're going to get a super thick French roast, whether you like it or not, pal. <laughs> yes. It is 817. We'll be back with Elizabeth right after this. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything I'm not allowed in Kenny's coffee shop. I'm Jace with Lex and <laughs> Kenny. And now. Dawn's off this week. Elizabeth Reese is here with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. There's all sorts of dirt happening today. Let's there is. Um, talk about Tyra Banks, who is the new host and executive producer of Dancing with the Stars. Yep. So kind of thinking after um, Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews were told they would not be returning for next season of the hit ABC show, that something was going on. Turns out it was Tyra. So Tyra has been tapped as the new host. She said, I've been a fan of uh, Dancing with the Stars since its beginning. And Tom has set a powerful stage, and I'm excited to continue the legacy and put on my executive producer and hosting hats. Once in New York, I popped into a restaurant, and she was sitting there holding court with, like, several people. It was obviously a business meeting, and she's a real stunner, FYI. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. You know when you see a supermodel, like, you see pictures of them, and you're thinking, like, wow, they're really beautiful. And then you see them in real life, and you go, oh... This is why, like, modeling scouts go, you could be a supermodel. Yes. They just Oh, she's look, that beautiful yep. in person. Yes. Yes. And very striking. Like, not just beautiful, but so striking to just fully stand out. Like, a halo is over their heads, these supermodels. <gasps> That's yeah. really oh, yeah. incredible. It's my angel sound effect. <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, I don't know. I, sh- I'm sure she'll be great at this. She's um, a good yeah. host. I mean, it's not yeah. like... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hosting Dancing with the Stars is the hardest hosting job of all the hosting jobs. Am I right? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. She'll have a lot of fun. I, I, if you're hearing hesitation in my voice, it's just because, A, I, I like her personally like i like her as a human being i've watched her host things before i'm not always a fan i don't know she just doesn't do it for me is a top model or was there another thing that she's very intense in top model she hosted? um agt she was yeah. on agt yeah um yeah, yeah. and i don't okay. know I, I just yeah this didn't excite me um i like that they're gonna refresh the show yeah. i like you know because it yeah, does it need it. it um it was tanking but I don't know. I'm going to watch because, again, I am a fan of her personally. So I'm keeping an open mind. And I do like that she's not only hosting but executive producing. I, I like do that like too. that. I do. Yep. I definitely like that. I like how she always is preaching the gospel of smizing, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Smizing. Which we all have to do now with, with a mask on. I've yeah, we have to smize. I've been working on it so much because I feel like people don't know when I have a mask on, you know, they can't tell if I'm mad. Right. Especially if you have a, if you have a mask on and sunglasses. You are legit, like, not giving anybody any of your emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Let's yeah, talk about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell Ooh. pleading not guilty to sex trafficking charges. I don't know if you guys have watched that Epstein series on Netflix. Yes. Have you seen it? I've I started it. I yeah, watched I the asleep. first two episodes, yes, and I haven't Ooh. watched the rest of it, which I am planning on Finishing it, Ghislaine Maxwell, um, if you're not familiar with her name, she was the longtime companion of Jeffrey Epstein, who um, was accused and convicted of sexually assaulting young girls. And then Netflix did this whole series on him. It's a four part series that just outlines how despicable his crimes were. And how he got away with it for so long. For so long when everybody knew. Oh, it's horrible. Everybody knew. Yes, it's like and a that well-known she, thing at these high schools. Yeah, and she was like the groomer. She would invite the girls over and say, "Just give him a massage. Just give him a massage." And we just do them naked. That's normal. Just get <sighs> naked to give him a massage. She also would allegedly participate in a lot of the sexual abuse as well. She's now been charged with six felonies, including conspiracy to entice minors to engage in illegal sex acts, transportation of a minor, and perjury. She's being held without bond because prosecutors say she is a flight risk. I mean, it really is like a movie when you look at what was going on apparently she was trying to get away from the fbi she'd moved 36 times in the last year trying to evade the fbi she had a million dollars in her house yeah and her cell phone covered in tinfoil i mean who knew if that trick worked does that work no Uh idea i think we should try it kenny do you have your house wrapped in tinfoil Completely covered. Completely. I mean, when Reynolds Wrap goes on sale, Kenny Kenny stocks up. He gets a couple of carts. Well, and the people... trailer, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The people on that list, too. I mean, she's probably running from them as well. Oh, no kidding. she gets caught, too. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Jeffrey. Right. The other people that she she has evidence against. 
Yeah. We can we can agree on very little as a society right now, but we can all agree that those two are just uh, human trash boxes. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. She has access to $20 million. What I found was kind yeah. of funny as I was reading, because she's a French citizen as well, and I was reading that French the French government will not um, extradite you French citizens to be prosecuted by the U.S., okay? So mm. if she would have gotten to France, the French government would not have sent her back here to face charges. Now, oh. I find that interesting that then she was even just trying to be here. I mean, it must have been that there was just no way for her to get to France without being detected, right? That yes. she was trying so hard and couldn't. Because otherwise yeah. you'd think you would just get there. Hey, Chrissy Teigen blocked a million people on Twitter. Oh. Wow. Okay. I mean, Wait I don't know minute. how you how have you the thumbs that? to do yeah. that. How, how do you do that? She said Mass there blocking? was a bizarre Twitter attack linking her to Jeffrey Epstein. It's very oh. strange. And so she blocked over a million people as her account is, and I quote, flooded by six psychopaths after this bizarre yeah. conspiracy theory. Guys, between that and Wayfair, I don't know what's going on. That uh, I keep, don't even oh, get me started gosh, on that. Wayfair, yeah. The stuff that people believe, I just want to smack them across the forehead. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, Alis- not you, though, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, <laughs> no. today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. We'll be back with Melissa Gilbert <laughs> next. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk number 71. Everything entertainment, everything Get that phone blended on a number four. I'm Jace yes. with Lex <laughs> Kenny. Oh, I've now counted. We have six people uh, that have emailed, uh, yes. Twittered, or Facebook that are very excited about this revelation from unpaid researcher Phil Jones's lovely wife, Tasha, on how to make my favorite beverage more consistent and more delicious at the Bucks of the Star, and that is the salted cream cold foam cold brew um the consistency hasn't been there for the last year or so but now tasha as a as mary told us has given us the keys to the starbucks kingdom we are to we are to ask to have that foam blended on a number four number four yes Okay, well, so and gonna, you also have yeah. what's one less pump, and there's some other things too that just that one you less do. pump. Yeah, that's one all. That's pump. all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to practice right here. Yeah, I was going to say morning, it's shorter. Lex, why don't you practice? Will you do it? You got to uh-huh, play yes. me, okay? We I'll play the Starbucks person. You're, oh, you're driving okay. up. Okay, oh, ready? No. What is that drink called? Again? Here we go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order, please? Good morning. I would like a salted cream, cold cream, cold brew. On a number four with one less pump. Did I do it wrong? Whatever, Karen. Shut up, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> no, it wasn't right at all, Alexis. But oh, you tried. Shoot. You tried. Cold Lex, brew you tried. cream. No, no. Caramel no, cream. Oh, no. Cold brew. No. Um, no. None of that's right. On a four. No. Salted, one less pump. Salted. Reverse rolls. Jason, you play yourself. Yeah, okay. Show me how you're going to do it here. Lex, play the Starbucks drive through person. Go ahead. Hello, welcome to Starbucks. What would you like? Hi, I'll take a venti salted cream cold foam cold brew with one less flavor shot. And could you please do extra foam blended on a number four, please? Well, that's that's a lot. Right. I'm tired. <laughs> How are you going to remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'm going yeah. to Caribou. What? That, sir. <laughs> what? Yeah, we. Yeah. Whatever exactly. you want, Kenny. sir. I got you. Kenny, if Did it's a new employee, they'll be like, if it's a yeah. new employee, they'll be like, 
What did you just say? <laughs> say what it again. A, nu a number four? Well, you want your hair cut with a razor? A number four? No. That's what I used. <laughs> a number four? Yeah, four. me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is 8. <sighs> uh, eight oh, we know what you're doing today, right? Are you oh, going to get one today or are we talking tomorrow can morning? Can I tell you? Oh, no. I've That's already, something to look my, forward to. It'll be my lunch today. I can't wait to go to Starbucks with to, to ask for the number four. Now watch. They're gonna look at me odd, but I don't care. I it, you know it's out. What? what, Kenny? Here's what you do: you grab a post-it note, write it down, title it "The Jason," and tell those hoople heads to hang it up in the in the back room there, so oh, they all know. I could do that. up and say, "Hi, I'm Jason. sort of like, can I have yeah. the Jason?" Sort of like yeah. a security, like don't let this guy in, kind of poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a picture of you yes. next to him, yes. like you wrote a bad check. Exactly. <laughs> don't let this man order. If he does, tell him to go to Dunn Brothers. <laughs> You'll get to know everybody. At, you know, it's I been will. a while since you've seen. It's so, been a while. Yeah, they'll yeah. see you coming and just start making it. Or which is close so awesome. the doors. Yeah, yeah. True. Close the doors and they see my car pull up. Uh, eight. <laughs> 836 friends. Lex, okay, you guys are really going to love this because, uh, and Lex and I just realized. Angel just brought me some coffee. Thank you, baby. Oh. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? Uh. Angel, was that blended on a number four, Angel? <laughs> yeah. No, mine's easy. Black. Black, yeah. Um, Lex and I just, it was funny. We both realized this morning that we have yet to talk about something that we both love, and that's a segment on CBS Sunday Morning that we think you guys will love. Yeah. And it's all about Little House on the Prairie, specifically Little uh, Sunday Morning interviewed uh, Melissa Gilbert about Little House, uh, what the show meant, blah, blah, blah. I pulled some sound bites, Lex, that I think will kind of wrap what we feel for the show, what people are feeling about the show now, a great Michael Landon story. So let's start off. Mo Rocca, who is doing the interview, asks a really great question to Melissa. Uh, take a listen. Little House is still in reruns. In fact, its popularity has recently been spiking. Why are people watching the show now? Oh my gosh. With everything that's going on in the world right now, I think from what I'm hearing from people is that Little House on the Prairie is a reminder of when things were simpler for us in our lives those 45 years ago. When the show debuted in 1974, the country was in the midst of an oil crisis, a recession, and the Watergate scandal. Little House in the Prairie then provided people with a reminder of what we went through when we started this country and how difficult that was. And I think we're at that place again. If we could have done what we did in the 1800s and the 1970s, we can do this. The keys are going to be compassion, community, faith, whatever that faith looks like, love. That's it. That's all that matters. Now, they start talking about, and Alexis alluded to this earlier, the show was actually kind of prophetic uh, and dealing. They dealt with some things on Little House that we are still dealing with uh, 45 years later. Listen. Some of the episodes seem to have been produced with a vision of 2020. There's one about a plague. Plague is the episode with the rats. Oy. Family from here, a family from there, and it's spreading. I don't know why. If we could only find the source. Another about a quarantine. You will go straight home and you will not play at one another's homes or farms. 
This is a quarantine until further notice. You answer me something, sir. And this one about race, with actor Todd Bridges playing a child of former slaves who comes through Walnut Grove and is taken in by the Ingalls family. Would you rather be black and live to be 100? Or white and live to be 50? The question itself is intense enough, but Michael Lennon's reaction is he has no answer. Mm. Bo Rocca from CBS Sunday Morning. It is, and, and Lex, you discovered it. When we did that limited series on our show where you went back and watched uh, several episodes of, of, of Little House. And, and yeah, looked, I didn't watch looked, it as a kid. Yeah, and looked on oh, them with, with... Oh, no. No, I was living in Japan uh, mostly when um, I think it was at the height of its... Well, I guess it's not really the, of its popularity, but I didn't watch it as a child, no. Um, but watching it as an adult, you know, it's funny to hear when she first said, it reminds everyone of a simpler time, I thought, oh... <laughs> It was a hard knock life, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out uh, yeah. out there, and so and I think it was pretty reflective of that, especially yeah, with the quarantine and the plague. And I'm glad that he went into some of those episodes after she said something like that. But I can see why it's appealing to go back and go, oh wow, yeah, I remember would watching this ever, as a kid. Would you consider reading the books? Yeah, I would. Yeah. We uh when I was a kid, I and I don't I'm guessing it was elementary school, our teachers read us uh three books, Little House in the Big Woods, Little House in the Prairie, and On the Banks of Plum Creek. Yeah. So we were uh, well versed in uh, Little House and then of course watched it all on TV. When we come back, uh two great stories about Michael Landon. One, um you know, cuz the show was obviously as you just heard in this conversation really all about values. Where did those values come from? Was it the source material or was it something or somebody else? Plus a great story about lessons from Michael Landon. That when we come back. Welcome back. 846 Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk on 071. I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Dawn is off this week, hope filling in. We have brother Rob tomorrow and Friday. Hope Dawn is enjoying her vacation with her daughter. Uh, we're talking about Little House on the Prairie, specifically a CBS Sunday morning profile of star Melissa Gilbert, uh, where she talks about, we just heard that, uh, she talked about how and why Little House is seeing a resurgence in popularity, the books and the TV show, which ran on NBC for, I believe, 10 years or so uh, in the in the 70s and early 80s. But uh, here she is. My, my favorite part of this profile, Lex, and I think you'll agree with me, is when she speaks of Michael Landon, um, yeah. uh, both in what he was uh, to her personally, what he meant to the show, and the standard, the standard that he set. Um, uh, the lesson for, she had to learn just once. Uh, oh, that's Lex. That was my favorite story. So here is here's a lesson. That, like Alexis said, uh, you only really need to learn once when you're dealing with Michael Landon. Listen. Ran everywhere. And did you always know all your lines cold? Only one time did I not know my lines. And it only happened once. I kept forgetting and I kept forgetting. And Michael finally cut and he said, you don't know your lines, do you? And I just started crying. I was so sorry. So he cleared the set. He made everybody go away. He just burst into tears. Just burst into tears. Because I was busted. And he said, just calm down. We're going to do this. You're going to learn your lines. And we did it, and we did it, and we did it. And I finally got it, and I, I, I was ready. And I said, thank you so much. And I gave him a hug, and he said, you're so welcome. And then he got down right in front of me, and he said, and that is never happening again, is it? I think you two better get dressed. I don't want you to be late for church. <laughs> and that will never happen again, right? 
Mm-hmm. You don't. That's about it. You don't need to hear that again. That was okay. Yeah. But that's that's great. But it's so sweet how he yeah, took the time, cleared the set. We're going to learn this, you know, knowing that she's still, I mean, she was what? How old was she? Was she in nine, ten? <sighs> nine, yeah, somewhere on there. So, you know, to, to, to treat with kid gloves, but also say, okay, well, this is serious. We're working. Yeah, because that, for was, people... that showed a lot of compassion, I think. Absolutely. And a much needed heavy hand, you know, mm-hmm. when he, because he, for people that don't know, Michael Landon wasn't just the star. He was the executive producer. He directed. He was everything. Um, as I said, he everything that show. And he really was the father to Melissa on and off screen um, and to the crew and the cast and the whole operation of little house so when you think about and mo was wondering about the values of the show where did that come from well listen shows values where did they come from the show's values i think were absolutely a reflection of the values of our leader of michael landon he was that man he believed that people are always really good at heart and that anyone is redeemable and that the only way to change things is to do it from a place of love and fairness and understanding. It's unfortunate for so many reasons that he passed away when he did because I think his voice would have been an incredibly important voice to have today. Michael Landon was just 54 when he died from cancer in 1991. The show he helped bring to television has never been off the air. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Never. It's been in continuous circulation for all of these years. That's that's a feat right there. That that's is. that's amazing to think about. Yeah. Well, that's it's like, all I on Prime Lucy. too. If you want to watch it, that's Amazon how I watched Prime it. Little House yep. is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's how that's how you did it. So, yeah, I, it was it was a great profile. And then did you see two Lex? They did a profile of Trevor Noah. Yeah. Um, I did. did you see that profile? Those were the two I watched. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor talking about how they have Trevor's- a good YouTube channel and they have each story you know pulled out, but um, yeah, I mean, he's he's doing a great job right now. Well, they talked about him meeting the moment and how you know when other late night stars shows have kind of struggled a bit to do uh, to do the their broadcast in a in a pandemic environment and in a uprising environment that Trevor has really met the moment and and contorted his show to meet it and to meet it really well. And I actually think he's done some of his best shows since uh, going home. Agreed. Um, and he has such a unique perspective being from South Africa with apartheid. Yes. Yeah, he did that. I think it's been viewed nine million times. They talked about how he pointed his phone um, at his face right mm-hmm. after George, George Floyd and uh, the, the woman in the Amy park. That it, yeah, Amy Cooper. And he pointed uh, the phone to his face and spoke from his heart for 18 minutes. Uh, not with a prompter, not with a crew, not with writers, not with producers. Just spoke from, from his heart for, for 18 minutes. And, and they posted it on the Daily Show uh, website. And uh, it's, like I said, 9, 10 million views. And what's amazing about it is, you know, you never want to be that person that follows the alleged best. And what I mean by that is, you know, John Stewart, what a tough act to follow. 
You, you never want to be oh. that guy. You want to yeah. be the guy after that guy. <laughs> you want to you want to be. You he don't fails, be the, and then yeah, yes. you, you save the day. You want to come in as a savior, but w- Trevor bucked that trend. You know, yeah, um, he well, he's really did. His own. Very much, and that that was that's the key. That was the key. That is the key. It's the same thing with you know uh, Stephen Colbert and taking over after Letterman. I always think, and Kenny, you'll love this. I always think of Jerry Seinfeld, and I I, I don't have it pulled up here, but I, I've watched it so many times. I can basically tell you what he said. Seinfeld said something about all of these shows that have that has forever stuck with me, and he's like, uh, Jerry said, you know, for as long as I've been a comedian. I've heard comedians in bars. I've heard comedians after sets debate with each other. Who's going to take over after Johnny leaves? You know, obviously this was in the 80s. And he goes, the truth of the matter is what none of these people realized is when Johnny leaves, that show is over. Yep. He goes, right. there, is, there is no tonight show. He goes, there is no tonight show. It's Johnny. It's the, it's the Carson show. He goes, yep. so when Johnny leaves, that show is over. There is no replacing him. And, and the same thing with Letterman. You know, when Dave left, that show was over. There's no replacing yeah, that was, Dave. That, that show was Dave. Yeah. And the same thing with Johnny. I mean, when, when Johnny left, that show's over. And, and, and that John really, Stewart. And John Stewart. I mean, when, that, when John left, that daily show is over. That's, it's not the daily show. It's John Stewart. I mean, when John left, that's it. Um, because think about it. And Jerry also said this. When you talk to people... They don't say, you know, Barb, let's watch The Tonight Show. No, they say, let's watch Carson. Yeah, let's, you what's know, on let's, Carson tonight? What's Who's on Carson? Be, what's, yep. So do you think they should have changed the name of the show? Uh, no, I think that's still a franchise that people know, uh, especially The Tonight Show. That's been a part of Americana since basically the inception of television. No, I, but, uh, but I think the premise is right. You know, when Leno left, uh, that show's over, and, and, and Conan and all that stuff. And I'll leave the name, but it, as the years go on, it means, you know, it means less and less. Um, so that's right. why some of these shows, like Conan, Conan just calls a show Conan now, I think for right. that very reason. It was an, actually right. the argument that I made when we were, we were in several meetings trying to come up with a name for the Jason show. And I'm not joking. We had, we had so many stupid names. And I finally, because, you know, I'm a nerd and a, and a kid of television, I said, here's the deal. And I told him that story. I said, no matter what we call it, no matter what we call it, we could call it, you know, skipping in sunshine. We could call, you know what? <laughs> yeah. We could call it, uh, hey, gay boy. No, no, no People are going to say, let's watch Jason. You know, let's, they're right. going to refer to it by my name. The same thing with Jason right. and Alexis. We could come up with a cute name for this show, Lex, like waking up. No, they're going to say, I watch Jason. Grind. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to refer to it as Jason and Alexis. And, yeah. and right. you know, so. Anyway, you know, and I called Leno, yeah. Leno. I, I mean, Leno. it was the Leno show to me. It was exactly. the Letterman show to me. Yep. Yeah, it's so, that's right. it's this the way it was. By the way, that Johnny Carson documentary, I'll always recommend that. It's on from PBS. It's available on Netflix. So it's called The King of Late Night. One of my favorite entertainment documentaries of all time. The King of Late Night. Eight fifty five. That's going to do it for us today. If you are a child that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. We love you. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll talk tomorrow. Bye, friends. Oh, baby, any day that you're gone away.
It's a beautiful day